The Gophers are 2-1 and one in the Big Ten season. They upset Michigan, and they're looking towards Maryland. What we learned from this game, what we need moving forward, and why Mar Braun isn't getting enough love on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. Hey, you are no Locked happens, On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And today we're talking about the Gophers men's basketball team because they are off to a start here in the Big Ten play. They get their first win on the road versus Michigan in a hostile environment, but they're able to come away with the dub. How they pulled it off, what we learned and why Maryland is going to be a big game for Minnesota, both now and in the future. We're diving into all that today. And then we also have to talk about Mara Brown because I don't think she's getting enough love from the media as a whole. So we're going to jump in on what she is doing that's so special and why you need to definitely check her out at the barn this season. Now, like we said, we're always talking Gophers sports on the daily. We're going to get back into some football talk next week. We're going to talk about the quarterback room. We're going to talk about positions that maybe we'll get some more additions from the portal here in the short bit. We're going to keep talking about defensive coordinators as we get more information and so much more. So be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube so you don't miss any of that Gophers goodness moving forward. And also follow wherever you get the podcast at Locked on Golden Gophers. Now, let's talk about this Minnesota win because they pulled out the dub on the road at Michigan, making them 2-1 and one in the Big Ten season. Now, all-around team effort in this one. Everyone was getting it done. Five Gophers in double digits for scoring. And the box score itself didn't even represent the full impact that some of these players had, including Pharrell Payne. You could see he was giving his all and he was gassed. He could use a, 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 some oxygen after how much he was putting on the floor, both offensively and defensively, just under a double-double coming in with eight rebounds, but scoring in the double figures as well. Pharrell Payne was a do-it-all player for the Gophers, but those transfer guards have been special for the Gophers over the last month or so of basketball. Now, this wasn't Dawson Garcia's best outing overall this season, but he's still getting ramped up. He's still getting back from his injury. So you like to see some of the de defensive moments he put out there. You like to see uh, a big three-pointer that he hit to help Minnesota regain the lead in the second half and also how he was cleaning up on the get glass. I believe he had 13 rebounds, uh, or he might have 13 points, 12 rebounds. Right in that ballpark, though, with a double-double again, even though he is not fully 100% back in his groove, getting back into playing shape. So overall, Dawson's still on the rise, but the biggest thing to take away is definitely those transfer guards getting it done yet again. And Mike Mitchell Jr., he was a go-to scorer for the Gophers in this one. He has been a go-to scorer for the Gophers in the last few games. He has the confidence while he's shooting. He's shooting very efficiently. Since December, he has scored 12-plus points in every game except for one versus Ohio State. And he has also shot 51% from the floor in those games since December. Now, also with that, 
in that Ohio State game, he only had five shots, but every game since then, he has been between nine and 14 shots in the game. So he's shooting well from the floor. He's getting more shots up, and his confidence is going up with it. Along with that, he's getting it done on the defensive side of the floor. 17 steals in those seven games. Seven games, 17 steals. You absolutely love to see it. And his impact cannot be overstated. Mike Mitchell Jr. has been a key player, and I imagine he's going to stay in the starting lineup for a vast majority of the season, maybe the rest of the season, because of the huge impact both he and Elijah Hawkins are having on this team. Speaking of Elijah Hawkins, he is the leader in the Big Ten when it comes to assists. Total assists, he is leading by 14 assists total. And, and when it comes to per game, he's leading by an entire assist per game, coming in at 7.7 assists per game. It You know that it's crazy how impactful you are as a distributor when you get seven games in an or seven assists in an upset win game and it goes down on your on your assist average for the season that is how special he has been as a distributor for the gophers not only that but he only has 37 turnovers to his 108 assists which is nearly a three to one assist to turnover ratio he is truly playing special he's got game breaking speed and he's showing poise and control within his offense the gophers are asking him to play a different style of basketball than what we saw with howard where he led that team to the ncaa tournament but he is adjusting and he is growing and he is showing so much for this gophers team he is clearly a key player for the Minnesota team. And I look forward to seeing him continue to grow and get comfortable. And as that happens, he'll probably lift his scoring numbers where he's averaging just under nine points a game, but he's going to continue to distribute at an elite level too. So Elijah Hawkins is a special player for this Gophers team. Now in this matchup versus Michigan, Minnesota had efficient scoring, but in the late game, there were some silly turnovers. There were some soft foul calls and that allowed Michigan to hang around in this thing in the final two minutes after the Gophers had started to maybe pull away with a six or seven point lead with less than two minutes left. But Michigan claws back in with some free throw shooting with a silly turnover and a three made by uh, McDaniel. So overall, they kept themselves in the game down to the final moments, even had opportunities to pull an upset three and or to pull a three and win at home. But the Gophers fended off some good defensive plays. Overall, there are things to take away from this game that need to be improved, including some of the decision-making in the late game stages. Now, Cam Christie, I love Cam Christie. Great player, high upside, probably has the highest upside of a player on this Gophers roster. But right now, he still has a lot of getting older to do for this team in order to be its best self because they need the scorer that Cam Christie is, but his decision-making has to be cleaned up in those late games. I'm specifically looking at that inbounds, out-of-bounds play uh, where he's trying to get the ball in. McDaniel steals it, hits a step there, basically passes it back, passes it to teammate, gets it back, hits a three-pointer, and then all of a sudden Michigan's back within a one-score game when the Gophers were up multiple baskets. You can't have that type of a swing in the late game. That is the type of thing that gives someone momentum to get back in or to steal the game back, and you can't have it, plain and simple. So Cam Christie has to get more mature in those moments, but I do like that Ben Johnson kept him on the floor to continue to learn, to continue to grow through the mistake and through a difficult matchup with everything on the line. So glad to see that it didn't end up costing the Gophers a game. 
Now, the Gophers' defense, they held strong. They held Doug McDaniel to 3 of 11 shooting for only 9 points in this game when he was nearly averaging 20 points a game for Michigan. Now, their best players in this matchup were Terrace Reed Jr. and Namari Burnett. Both of those players got into the double figures for the Michigan Wolverines, but I believe they were the only two players to hit double figures for the Michigan Wolverines. Namari had 17 points and 4 rebounds, and Terrace Reed Jr. had his first double-double in his career with Michigan, 14 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 blocks. But it wasn't enough to get it done. The Gophers managed to pull it away, but the biggest thing is did the refs forget this is Big Ten basketball? I mean, the foul calls on tiny bumps and hand checks, those are ridiculous, especially when you're talking about the conference known to be the most physical conference in college basketball. So, I mean, when you look at the stat lines and you see Minnesota shot nine free throws to Michigan's 22, something ain't right there. I think Michigan had a little bit of a friendly whistle, but it wasn't enough to pull out the win. Minnesota gets the dub, and in the end, Minnesota is going to love having this victory because you need every Big Ten win you can get to make sure you try to get your name into the tournament resume qualifications or being able to be considered for the tourney bid. Now, you you still got to get more wins. You still got to – the wins aren't going to get easier by any stretch in this season. So Minnesota has to build on this win and continue moving forward. Now, next up, we're going to talk about why Maryland, which is next up for the Gophers this weekend, could be critical both now and in the long term for Minnesota. We're talking about that coming up next. First, I got to talk to you about our friends over at FanDuel because they have a no-lose situation for you with FanDuel. So definitely check out FanDuel.com slash LockedOn because any $5 bet, win or lose, $5 you place on a bet, you're getting $150 in bonus bets. You can't lose that. You're getting free money to your account. So definitely go check out FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and you can check out things like live same-game parlays. You can check out the new explore tab where it'll offer you different bets that you can look into on top of that they have a parlay hub the best way to find the popular parlays out there all that and more with props uh, money lines spreads and so much more over at fanduel.com where again if you place a five dollar bet you're getting 150 dollars in bonus bets guaranteed win or lose definitely check it out today fanduel.com slash locked on All right, Gophers fans, we got to talk about what is next for this men's basketball team because on the horizon is a Maryland matchup that could be critical both now and in the long term. Now, Maryland is next on the schedule this Sunday at 4.30 here in Dinkytown at the Barn. Another winnable game for this Gophers team, and it's the perfect time to build some momentum. Now, with that, Maryland is no walkover. They might have been struggling early in the season, but they had a five-game winning streak until this past game where they lost to the number one team in the country in Purdue. But most teams are losing to the number one team in the country like Purdue, so Maryland is definitely still getting back on track, and they're going to want to get back on track from that loss. Now, they have three upperclassmen that are the key players for them. Jameer Young, who is the guard, he can do it all. Great in assists. He can score up to 30, 40 points a game on any given night. Plus, you've got Julian Reese and Dante Scott, who are both big men, who can clean up on the boards, get themselves a double-double, and always are 
a threat for second chance points. So definitely going to be a matchup for the Gophers. Now, I think Braden Carrington is going to see more minutes in this game. He's getting ramped back up after coming back from taking some time for himself. I'm glad to see he is back with the team. And I think he is going to be a critical player for Minnesota when trying to guard Jameer Young in this matchup. Braden Carrington is one of the best defenders in the Big Ten, in my opinion, and he's the best defender on this team, especially when it comes to perimeter defending. So he's going to be a huge factor for the Gophers, I think. And if he can get maybe 15 to 20 minutes, but really slow down Jameer Young, that could be the difference in this Gophers versus Maryland matchup. Now, I also think Josh Ola Joseph is going to be a big defender. Pharrell Payne is going to be a big defender in this matchup, trying to slow down a Julian Reese or a Dante Scott. Both of those guys are very physical. They can, they're strong guys. And I think Josh Ola Joseph and Pharrell Payne, their strength and their versatility and their length is going to be critical in this one to try and slow those three players down. If you can slow those three players down, you have a good shot at getting a win at home versus Maryland. Now, Ben's rotation is starting to show itself a little bit in these games. Ben saw about eight players get decent minutes in this Michigan matchup. Parker Fox was the only other player to see minutes. He only had four in the game. Now, personally, I would love to see more Parker Fox on the floor, especially when this team needs some fire, especially in a cold streak where the team just isn't hitting or it isn't grooving right. He always brings hype. He brings energy and he gets the team fired back up. Even in his brief for four minutes versus Michigan, he still pulls down a board and has an assist in very limited time. Now, his athleticism is still there. So I would love Coach Ben Johnson to still get him more involved in maybe some of the colder spurts or being able to give this team some energy to go on a run or to get a bigger lead. Hopefully that is something that they can work in, but that's just my personal opinion. Now, one of the reasons why this game could be critical for Minnesota in the short term and the long term is the following. When you're looking at the short term, Minnesota could use the momentum to build their best selves as a team, as a growing team, still getting familiar with each other, but also to develop confidence rather falling than falling into, oh, the same old, same old, oh, we, if we lose a Big Ten game, all of a sudden it's like, well... Are, have we picked it up? Have we changed? Not only for the team, but for the fan base itself. If you can get a little streak here in the early parts of the Big Ten season, that could be a lot for fan base growth, for people buying in, and then hopefully giving you more of an advantage on the home court. Now, on top of that, Minnesota, after this Maryland game, which is a winnable game, goes on the road to play Indiana. Now, that's one of the craziest environments in the Big Ten. Indiana is a very talented team. They've got players all over as far as young talents and some veterans as well. Minnesota, if they can get a win after the Michigan win, get a win at home versus Maryland and use that momentum to go into Indiana and give themselves a shot to play spoiler again on the road, that could be huge. So using more momentum from a two-game win streak to start off the Big Ten play and then go on the road to a hostile environment could be critical in the short term. Now, on the long term, Minnesota needs about nine or 10 wins in this new year season in the Big Ten play conference with the 18 games from January up until the Big Ten tournament. They have to win about nine or 10 of those games. So about half of the games, they just got one of those. So that means you need about eight or nine left. Now, if you're looking at the long term and you want to continue to get wins against the teams that are currently in the bottom half of the Big Ten, because it keeps you distant from the logjam that is certain to happen like it did the past season. 
Now, beating Maryland gives you a bigger gap between the two teams, and you want to make sure to take care of those matchups versus Maryland, versus Iowa, versus Rutgers, Penn State, and Michigan. Those are the teams currently sitting in that bottom half of the Big Ten. And if you take care of those matchups, not only do you have seven wins of conference play in this new in that nine or eighteen game little window, but on top of that, you only need about three more wins with the 11 other games against the top tier uh, teams of the Big Ten. That could be a huge confidence booster in itself. Not saying like, oh yeah, you want to drop the eight others in that 11 streak, but it can give you more momentum to not sit and dwell on a two losses back to back or not sit and dwell on losing to a team that was more closer in the middle of the pack. If you can clean up those lower ones, all of a sudden you're creating space in the standings, but you're also giving yourself a better setup for the end of season play for a big 10 tournament, not playing on the Wednesday and so much. So to take the pressure off the team and let them play a little bit more free and relaxed and confident, I think it is a big game that Minnesota is going to want to put the full court press on, put the pedal to the metal and walk away with a dub against Maryland. Now, regardless, Minnesota is definitely deeper than it has been in the past two seasons, and it is playing a lot better basketball. It looks to be better coached this season as far as whether that's the players just running it better to a T or if the play calling and the decision making has been, you know, learned and adjusted over these past two years, it's probably a little bit of both. But regardless, you're seeing improvements from this Gophers team now. Andy Greeter over at the Pioneer Press, shout out to him for another great article where he talked about Coach Ben Johnson and uh, AD Mark Coyle and how he, they had introduced him to the AD of Florida. And that got him in a conversation with Billy Donovan, Florida legend coach who ended up winning back-to-back -back national titles, was in the tournament for so many years with a Florida team and really a staple of college basketball in his time coaching college basketball before he took off to the NBA. Now, Ben Johnson realized a lot of similarities between himself and Coach Donovan and their philosophies and whatnot, but the biggest thing is that Billy Donovan was uh, 27 and 32 in his first two years. And after that, he really hit his stride in the third year, got to the tournament, and there was no looking back. Could this be a similar groove for Ben Johnson? Could this be year three where things start to click and everything starts to go and all of a sudden you're starting to hit your stride and get back to the places where you want to go? Tournament bids and being able to maybe pull off some upsets get some momentum in recruiting and moving forward. That could be a big thing for Coach Ben Johnson and his staff in this season. Now, overall, we're going to find out one way or the other to end this season. But to close it off on today's show, I'm going to tell you why Mara Braun is severely underrated and why the Gophers fans are missing out if you haven't seen her play in person yet. That is what is coming up next. First, I got to talk to you about our friends over at Game Time because it is the place to be when it is coming about tickets and trying to find tickets to events, not just sporting events, concerts, you name it. They've got it for you over at Game Time. So download the fastest growing ticketing app and definitely find out why it is that fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. The best thing about their app, in my opinion, is the all-in feature. You don't have to worry about hidden prices, hidden fees. They lay it all out for you and how much exactly you will pay for the tickets when you go to their all-in uh 
prices. Now, on top of that, you also have the seat view where you can get an idea of what your seat will look like before you even get to the event. So you're not stressing about the tickets. You're not stressing about was it worth it or anything like that. You're just getting excited for the time you are going to have at your concert, your sporting event, or what have you. So definitely download the Game Time app and use promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase. Again, download the Game Time app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase. Download Game Time today. Day last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Gophers fans, we are wrapping up today's show talking about Mara Braun because I truly think that even though we love Mara Braun and the Gophers women's basketball team, I don't think she's getting enough credit for how special she is playing, not only this season, but through her career so far. Now, this season, she is second in the entire country in free throw percentage. That takes, that takes a lot of finesse. That takes a lot of uh, work in the offseason, but also it takes getting to the line. And she's been to the line 47 times and has hit 44 of her free throws. She's second in the nation only to Cameron Brink over at Stanford, who also is one of the best players in the country. Now, on top of the free throw percentage, she is averaging 19.9 points per game. Let's call it 20 because it basically is, which is 26th in the country and second in the Big Ten to only Caitlin Clark. So Mara Braun, even though everyone's talking about Caitlin Clark and how special she is, and she truly is, she is a baller, she is a beast, I'm not trying to take anything away from her. But what I'm saying is I don't think Mara gets enough love for what she's doing on the youngest team in the Big Ten. Now she's got an all-around game to go with it too. She's fourth on the team in rebounds with 4.4. She's second on the team in assists with 3.4. Second on the team with steals with 1.6. She contributes in every facet of the game. And she is also hit five three-pointers in 35.7% of her games this year. Now that might sound like a really weird statistic, but she's only one of four players in the entire country to do that. And that's the third best rate in the country. She can hit a lot of three-pointers and the fact that she has five or more three-pointers in so many games is impressive in its own right. Now you look at her last seven games in scoring and only one of those games was below 37.5% shooting from the field. So she's usually shooting at, a, at an elite clip. In fact, of those last seven games, only... Thank <laughs> you. 